Hey everybody, it's Audrey Ellis and you're listening to Ask Audrey. I was thinking to myself a little earlier, I just got ready for work and I'm sitting down. I don't have to leave just yet and so figured I'd make some time to do my podcast as opposed to doing it when I get off work because when I get off I'm so tired that I feel like I've been rushing through a couple of my episodes and not giving, like, not being able to give enough time and consideration and um, critique to it and I don't like doing that but like I said I focus more on one thing as opposed to that I don't want to not do it just because I can't do it as well as I'd like to I'd rather just you know just keep trying and keep getting better anyway so as I was saying I was thinking to myself as I go to work and I you know deal with a lot of guests and a lot of co-workers I always think to myself is it okay to be guarded? When I was younger, I used to be very guarded and I still managed to make friends, but I kept my guard up until people proved to me that they were worth having in my life. And if they never proved it, then the guards stayed up and they never got access and never got a chance to come in and be a part of my world. But, you know, lately, I guess in the, the field that I'm in, it requires a little bit more personable, you know, interaction with people. You know at work as well as I mean with co-workers as well as with guests and so I feel like I've let my guard down just a little bit and I'm starting to think to myself that that's not a good idea now I don't want people to be so guarded that they don't let anyone in because that can be lonely and it's not fun and it's not fair to yourself you know you deserve to have people around but at the same time the guard is meant to protect and it can come down as long as you know you pretty much get the safety to do so. As long as someone shows you that it is safe to do so, then you can let your guard down. Because there's so many people in this world that have such evil intentions with other people and such evil intentions just in life. They're, they've been hurt and they don't know how to process their hurt. And so their mission in life is to hurt other people. And I feel like I've talked about this a couple of times before, but it's so prevalent today. I'm pretty sure it was prevalent before, but it just seems, I guess, my, I feel like my eyes are opening up more to it. I was more blase about stuff when I was 18 and 19. I thought, oh, well, you know, everything's fine. Everything's wonderful. Everything's beautiful. Don't worry about the negative. Don't worry about the bad stuff. But now I'm thinking, even though you don't want to focus on it too much because it can be draining, you still want to be aware of it because people are, <laughs> I hate to say crazy because it's so judgmental, but hey, people are crazy. I have a little crazy, but I try to treat people right. People are crazy, and some people don't want to treat other people right. They want to see people suffer, and it especially brings them joy to see people suffer at their hands, like at something that they do. And it's so disheartening to notice that, to watch that in people, and for people to, you know, walk around and smile at people's face and laugh in people's faces and, and you know, pretend to be so amazing, so genuine, so kind, and so loving, and have some people fooled when all the while their intentions are just to be their evil selves, you know, they, they thrive on it, they like it, they're comfortable with it, they've chosen it and they've accepted it, or maybe the evil chose them and they've accepted it, I don't know, but some people just get comfortable in evil behavior and to, to do good is just too much to ask because it's not fun and it's not satisfying for that person. So, you know, the guard, as I was saying before, the proverbial guard is up to ensure that you give enough time to see that in a person because some people can wear a mask for a very long time. And when they wear that mask for a very long time, if you're not, you know, 
in tune with your intuition, if you're not discerning, then that mask can become believable. It can become reality to you. It can become genuine. You can believe, wow, this person has been like the same with me, you know, since day one, they must be a good person. But I guarantee you that even with wearing that mask that person has been wearing all this time, there have been things that have come up in that person's behavior that have let you know their true intentions and their true behaviors and who they really are. But because the mask is worn so well and so tight and so fitting, we ignore those small things. We ignore those small little things that are actually huge red flags. They're like huge indicators of who the person really is. It's as if like the world just stopped for a second and that one thing lifted the veil for just a second for you to see who that person was. But, you know, constant repetition and, and continuity and consistency from that person makes you just ignore that little thing. When that little thing could be everything to let you know that your guard should never come down. So, you know, I know people, it, seem, it might seem like sometimes you're surrounded by nothing but people wearing masks. And oftentimes we are. You know, at work we're all supposed to put on a facade and get along and be, you know, amicable and, and um, friendly and, you know, just, I don't know if congenial is the right word, but in a sense, I guess so. You know, we're supposed to just, you know, behave to the highest standards of professional and, and courteous and respectful. So, of course, that would give the mask, you know, validity, it would give it purpose. But even still, you're going to catch things, whether it's at school or at work or at home or in your family, you're going to catch things behind that facade that lets you know if you should let another person in. And when you catch it, don't ignore it. You know, sometimes it might seem like you're just waiting forever to find a friend or waiting forever to find maybe even a mate or you're waiting forever to find someone that you can get along with, someone who you can kind of be compatible with. And I think patience for that is better than rushing into something that will leave you worse off than before you started because you'd be surprised how deep some people's pain is and some people's desire to bring pain to others will be. You'd be surprised how much joy it brings others to give someone pain, like to see someone in pain. I've watched family members of mine and it seems like sometimes they only get excitement in life when they can discuss with each other the pain that someone else is going through. And it might even be another family member, but when they can discuss it and laugh about it and talk about that person in a negative manner, it makes them so excited and so happy. And for me, I don't understand that. I'm not saying I don't gossip, I'm not saying I don't talk about people, but typically when I talk about other people, it's because other people have done something that directly related to me. And so I'm sharing my story because whatever they've done to me is a story that I have the right to tell. I remember I saw uh, Tamara say that on The Real, you've gifted me that story. And so now I'm going to share with the world however I feel like it, however many times I want to. And whenever I want to, you can share your side and I'm going to share my side. But it's my story to tell because I'm involved with it because you made me involved with the situation. So I tell my story and I still think it's gossiping, but who cares? You know, I can do what I want. It's not a bad thing. You know, I don't want to be all uptight. All I'm saying is that if you're, if you notice a certain people around you, they just gain pleasure from talking you know, negatively about other people and they gain pleasure from seeing other people suffer and other people fail. Or if you even notice them taking small like shots at you and whenever they see you fail or ever see you, whenever they see you misstep or make a mistake and they take a little shot at you, you know, trying to remind you of who you are and, and to put you in your place or something of that nature, pay attention to that because some people might say, you know, it's not a big deal, but I think it is because if you know you would never, you know, put someone in their place or remind somebody of their failures or, or take joy in another person's failures, then 
Why should why should you accept someone into your life who would do that with you or with others? I had an uncle who always told me, and I don't, this kind of relates, but it's a little bit off, a little bit to the left or a little bit to the right. But I had an uncle told me, I had an uncle who told me that watch how people talk to you about others because that's exactly how they're talking about you to other people. And so I feel like the same thing goes for watch how people around you treat others because even if you don't pick up on it in like maybe an indirect and very subtle way, it's how they're treating you. If you see people, you know, take shots at other people while you're standing around watching it, then they might be taking shots at you and you just don't pick up on it because you don't want to, because you think you found a friend or you think you found someone who's cool, someone you can hang out with, someone who's nice, but it's not always the case. Pay attention, you know. I wish that it was easier said than done. It seems like it's easier said than done, especially when people get to a place of feeling lonely and they just want someone around. But knowing that you can't change another person, the only thing you can change or the only one you can change is yourself, then we have to just change who we accept in, who we allow into our space and be patient for good people because I do believe good people exist. I see them all the time. I meet them all the time. And sometimes we're not in the right space to you know, develop a friendship, but I know that they're a good person and whoever gets a chance to be their friend is gonna be very blessed. And so I know that in the right timing, the right people have always come into my life in the right timing. And they're not perfect people. Everyone has their flaws. Everyone has their missteps and everyone has their you know, little quirks that get on our nerves. So you just have to be cautious, make sure that the quirks that a person has are not rooted in some type of evil and like sadistic foundation within themselves or evil sadistic character traits or, or anything like that. Make sure that it's just a quirk. Like if someone bugs you too much, they call you too much, you're like, okay, give me some space, give me some personal space, like calm down. I'm here, I just look like talking on the phone. Okay, that's fine, you can deal with that. Or if somebody is loud, you know, when you're on public and they just, you know, make a big scene. That's not worth not being a friend to someone. Let them be loud, let them be themselves and just say, hey, that's my crazy loud friend. Or if someone is too shy and it, it irritates you because they don't speak up for themselves. You guys can still be friends. None of these things have to do with evil or sadistic or, you know, um, malevolent behavior or, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's not something that is would be detrimental to you or to building a friendship with the person. These are just traits that make them different. But got to focus on those traits that are malicious. Don't let those things in. Call it out because sometimes if you call it out, the person might recognize that they need to work on that or they might have been working on it and they never, you know, they never realized that they stopped working on this bad trait that people have told them about for years. So kind of wrapping it up by saying, you know, if you see evil traits in people, as I've sa I said before, you know, don't let people in. I do feel that way, but... There are instances where if you call someone out, a person might be aware of this bad trait that they have and they might be working on it. So in cases like that, you know, I would say proceed with caution, still be guarded. But if you call it out and the person is willing to try to make changes within themselves because they really value you as a friend, then those are the rare occasions where, you know, you might be able to let that person in. But in my opinion, the older people get, the less likely they are to really genuinely change. And so you have to just know if you're actually willing to deal with that, go for it. You don't mind having, you know, friends in your life who have, excuse me. If you don't mind dealing with people who have, you know, those kind of bad behaviors, then go for it. Maybe you have some too, and you guys are like kindred souls. That's y'all's choices. But for me, 
I like less drama. I like more peace. I like more love and laughter. So this message is pretty much for anyone who's in the same boat as me. Love, laughter, and peace. Or like Soul Train says, love, peace, and soul. I like that. But anyway, I thank you for listening. And I'm trying so hard not to be like OCD and finish this on like an even number. But sometimes I do. I can't help it sometimes. It's like, okay, 10, 9, 8, countdown. <laughs> but anyway, I thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoy, and I hope you listen again tomorrow.